First up, we are indeed blessed to have Archbishop Hebda on the show again this week. Given the momentous character of the Synod Assembly on Pentecost weekend and everything that led up to it, we thought it would be a good idea to take a bit more time to hear from our Chief Shepherd more of his responses to this historic gathering. Archbishop Hebda, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Patrick. Honored to be here. Well, it's been a while now, a little bit, uh, since the Synod Assembly last Pentecost weekend. What are your initial feelings on the feedback that you've received after those three full days of feedback? Yes, well, we're still kind of processing some of that, Patrick. Um, at least from what I what I heard and uh, the initial voting, I was really impressed with the, um, the sense of purpose among the delegates, the seriousness with which they, they took their responsibilities. And I was also gratified to see that the Holy Spirit did seem to be moving us in some pretty obvious areas. And... Um, and that there was a growing consensus about the importance of uh, the diocese moving forward in, in a number of areas. So I'm edified by the, by the experience, energized by it as well, and I really am, I'm hopeful that over these next few months we'll be able to uh, dig deeper into those responses and that they'll be reflected in the pastoral letter that I've been charged with for next uh, Feast of Christ the King. That's so. what I understand. You have your work cut out for yes, you in, exactly. the, in the days, weeks, and months to come. But uh, is there anything that has immediately resonated you, with you about the whole of the weekend, something that really stood out to you that maybe you weren't expecting? It was beautiful to see who are these people that are were willing to give of their time in that way. I know there are a lot of other leaders who, who weren't there. But at the same time, to uh, be able to see the breadth of our diocese and uh, the leadership gifts that God has given to uh, so many of our faithful uh, was was pretty pretty amazing, and um, and and seeing how it is that even with a great diversity that they were able to have a very pro- profitable uh, conversations. Um, we had no fisticuffs. Uh, <laughs> That's a good no thing. raising of voices. Um, there was great uh, desire to help one another to understand and to listen. And um, in my mind, that that in itself was a, was a great blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just you realize, you know, as, as people were sharing their own experiences of church, it's very different coming from a, a, a small rural parish than from a large urban parish or an even larger suburban parish. They're very different realities. Um, with different different needs, and yet there was that shared conviction that God is calling us as an archdiocese to uh, do all that we can to to um, really embrace the the work of evangelization. Mm-hmm. Given that there's a number of different parishes uh, and of different types of different sorts, different makeups, that sort of thing around the archdiocese, and from the urban centers all the way out to the very limits of it, did you sense a real, uh, I guess a well, a, a sense of communion in all of this? Absolutely. Yeah. And what was also really beautiful for me, even just seeing all of the people gathered there, you know, we had a, a good number of uh, priests who were taking part of that process, whether they be representatives from the Presbyteral Council or uh, from the deaneries. And, um, and so just seeing that relationship as well, uh, with so many of our priests and uh, so many of the lay faithful. And we also had really good representation from our consecrated men and women. We have 
Sister Carolyn Puccio, my delegate for Consecrated Life, had put together a commission on Consecrated Life, and we asked all of the members of that group to be part of the Synod, in addition to um, a representative from the Sisters of St. Joseph, who are the one community that have their mother house uh, here in our archdiocese. But so just seeing those priests, the consecrated men and women, so many lay faithful, it was a good mix of ages as well. We have from high school kids who needed permission of their parents to be there uh, to uh, those who were definitely senior citizens. And, and then once again, the, uh, the rural and urban. So right. it was pretty much everybody. So I've been impressed of my times at the cathedral on, say, the Chrism Mass. That seems to be the church in all of its splendor when yes. it comes to that. Was there a sense like that as well, that this is the breadth of the church come together in one that, place? That's exactly it. And yeah. um, it was, for me, really moving. Um, the first night, we began with Mass at uh, the Church of the Holy Spirit, uh, which isn't, um, it's a big church, but it's not a massive church. And so we were tightly packed in there, but just coming down the aisle and looking to seeing and looking and seeing um, this diversity and uh, knowing so many people because so many of the people that participated are already leaders in their parishes or help us with different apostolates in the parish in the diocese. Um, there was a real sense of, of unity and an identity as uh, as the archdiocese, huh? and um, and it, it was a big commitment to ask from people so to be there from friday evening through sunday afternoon and you know for some of the folks it was there were sacrifices made that i I really didn't even think about so some of our parishes from further away they they got hotel rooms sure right right and um and and spent the weekend uh, together in that way which i I think was a bonding experience for for them as well um but it was just really beautiful to see the way in which uh, people were willing to so generously give of their time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a the generosity of that has been really, it's been striking to me as I've looked at, there was a great coverage of the Synod on social media and other places where we got to see not, not just here, but we all got to see pictures and videos of some of the things that are going on. You mentioned Mass at uh, Holy Spirit. Yes. In, there in St. Paul, just next to Creighton Durham Hall. And I'm, I'm curious, can you, for those of us who weren't there, or weren't necessarily had a, had a program in hand, right? Um, what, how did it, how did the rest of the weekend transpire? What happened yes. at the assembly? So we, we began with them, that mass, mm-hmm. um, which and the church offers a particular mass. Uh, so there were special prayers for the opening of a synod. Nice. So that was the mass on, that we chose on Friday evening. And then, um, there was a procession that went from um, Holy Spirit to where we were going to be meeting in the assembly at Crete and Durham Hall. And yes. so it was the procession with the Blessed Sacrament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also we had chosen three blesseds with ties to our archdiocese. And they were also processed, their images were processed um, from uh, Holy Spirit to uh, Crete and Durham Hall. And, um, and then that evening we had uh, time for adoration and that common prayer, which I think rooted our discussions. And um, Bishop Williams led us in the, in the holy hour. Uh, mu- music was, was beautiful, even in a big gymnasium. It felt like we were in a cathedral. It was lovely. Then we came back bright and early on Saturday morning, and that's where the work really began in earnest, uh, grounded always in that prayer from Friday night. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
we had the opportunity to look at two of our focus areas on Saturday. Uh, we took a, we had taken a break for lunch. Uh, it was peppered with with prayer with Lexio Divina. Uh, we had a, a team that supported us in adoration, so there was always. Uh, somebody praying for the success of the assembly mm. and in the little chapel where the blessed sacrament was we also had relics from our three blesseds so nice. it's stanley rother and solanus casey and james miller mm. and um and then uh, saturday evening after we had done the focus area one and focus area two uh, we had dinner together and then um, regrouped at the cathedral uh, we're at that point. It was the extended vigil for Pentecost, and it's a it's a mass that's not all that common because it's long, right? Um, but it's it's offered as a possibility by the church, and it's a little bit like the Easter vigil. So you have um, more readings than just the, the normal three that we normally have at mass, uh, with some beautiful prayers, and it just uh, tries to reveal the mystery of the of uh, Pentecost in relationship to some of the other mysteries, the mysteries of the faith. And um, we were really blessed that evening. I think we had a lot of momentum already from a good day of discussions at the assembly. And so people were ready to engage. And I think they'd had a good experience at Holy Spirit for Mass the night before. And uh, the singing in the cathedral was just magnificent. And it was, at that point, it wasn't only for the delegates, but anybody else from the right. diocese who wanted to be there. and. We were blessed with uh, a good number of uh, young people who were taking part in a training uh, session of uh, St. Paul's Outreach. Nice. And um, so just having so many college-age students uh, in the cathedral, and they sang beautifully, and we were, we were blessed with uh, 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 the uh, Kareni Choir who helped us, and then... Um, we had uh, some other musicians as well, Abe Gross and a, and a small team who helped us in addition to just the normal, uh, beautiful cathedral liturgy and, and music. Uh, they had, uh, the cathedral had commissioned uh, a piece in particular um, for that mass. Really? And, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful yeah. uh, by a local composer who had served in youth ministry and it was based on the, the reading from Ezekiel, the dry bones reading, and that we were, that is used at the Pentecost uh, extended vigil. And uh, they invited um, some members of the choir from the basilica, so also had a, a beautiful sense of, of unity in, in that, our two uh, co-cathedrals. And um, it was just a, a really a beautiful mass. And then once the Eucharistic liturgy concluded, uh, we had an opportunity for prayer and praise in the cathedral. Nice. And uh, there were some people that came just for that as well. Okay. And um, it was just a really powerful time. And uh, Abe Gross once again led us in, in, in prayer and in, in singing. Dave Rinaldi was doing mm. more of the prayer. Abe was doing more of the music. And, um, you know, a number of people came forward with... Uh, uh, prophetic words that they they felt that the Holy Spirit was giving to them in the course of the session and uh, there was a whole team there to kind of write those things down and uh, sure. they just arrived at my email box this morning so I'm anxious <laughs> to see very good. there was some sharing that went on at that point uh, but it was very very powerful um, we finished 
around 10. So that was a really long wow. day. Yeah. So many people were there at 7.30 in the morning to yeah. 10 at night. And then um, we came back Sunday afternoon knowing that many, uh, certainly the priests and many of our lay faithful had obligations at their parishes in the morning. Sure. Um, but at that point, and we knew we just had one afternoon left, we were dealing with focus area three, which for us was youth and young adults. Mm-hmm. In some ways, that's probably the area where there's the most energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, had been from the time of our prayer and listening session, certainly in the parish consultations as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think people came, uh, came there with a renewed sense of purpose, and uh, we were able to really carry things through. And then eventually we concluded with Mass once again at Holy Spirit. So it was jam-packed. It sounds jam-packed, but it sounds wonderful. Yeah. It sounds really, a, a lot of opportunities for the Holy Spirit to uh, to show up in a very powerful way. Yes. Say that. Um, well, only a couple minutes remaining here with you, Archbishop. But did want to ask, you know, obviously, as we've been covering the Synod here on Praxing Catholic, as the Catholic Spirit has been covering it, as archspmorg slash Synod has, has run updates, and there's been so many things involved. There have been a lot of faithful who have been praying fervently for the success, or the faithfulness, the fidelity of this Synod, and that it would be it would accomplish all that God wants it to do. Anything you would you that you would like to say to those faithful who have been upholding the synod process in prayer? Just that those prayers were really important, and I, I think that that's what made the, the difference. I I was getting texts from people near and far. I mean, some people even outside of our archdiocese who were uh, assuring me that they were praying or sacrificing for the intention of our synod. I think that um, the uh, the folks who were there as representatives also knew that they were receiving prayers as I spoke earlier about the adoration team which was in a very concrete way of letting the delegates know that but I think they very much felt that they were representing their parishes and and that they were supported uh, by those prayers and and that they had a desire then to go back and to share those experiences um, with the parishes as well so uh, I was just amazed by the number of uh, texts and, and emails that I received from um, folks all over our diocese, and I said some some sisters even from outside of the diocese who were Great. praying for us. Yeah, so wonderful. Well, Archbishop, thank you for sharing uh, your thoughts on the Synod Assembly, and we will uphold you in prayer as that pastoral letter begins to be written and coming together, and as you continue on shepherding us here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. May we have your blessing, please, Archbishop. Yes. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you, Patrick, and upon all of your listeners. May we always know the fire of Pentecost in our lives and in our church. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Archbishop. Thank you. Please do continue your prayers for the Synod. Although the assembly is over, there's still much to be done with the forthcoming pastoral letter and the whole of the implementation. Stay up to date by checking in at archspm.org synod. Coming up next, parish festivals can take a lot of planning, coordination, and effort. Are they really worth all that work? Patrick Martin from the Nativity County Fair joins us right after this. 